0: nerd news now hey i know what you're thinking to yourself what in the world mark looks so different today that's not <laughs> <laughs> this is my friend Kyle. <laughs> he knows lots of nerd news and uh is coming at it all the way from the great state of ohio <laughs> it's
1: true the cold state of ohio it barely got the to 30 today
0: I guess we'll find out if nerds like the same thing in Ohio as in Texas.
1: (laughs) I think it's pretty universal,
2: but we'll see.
0: All right. So for Christmas things, do you guys like, are there like regional things that everyone asks for in Ohio? Like foods or like, does everyone have the same sports team that they, everyone needs that thing?
1: In my family, we do for sure. Um, What's, what's funny is that in my family, it's always who gets the coolest Ohio State shirt. Because as my family has grown, as like, you know, there's been more kids and grandkids and spouses and things, the number of presents has gone down. Like, you know, there, I have this vivid memory of being a little kid. and It felt like at my grandmother's house, there were just piles and piles and piles of presents 10 feet tall. It turns out that my dad, my grandpa, and my uncle used to get fishing rods, which made them seem much taller than they were. But now it's who gets the cool Ohio State t-shirt. Or my brother-in-law and I buy each other comic, like, rare, expensive comic books. Because like, he, he actually introduced me to the store that I own like, as a customer. And so like, we, we swap rare and expensive comic books every year. And it's whose book is oldest is now the thing. Um, I'm not going to win this year because the book I got him's from 1992, but he'll probably get me something from the fifties and it's like, all right, he's going to win. But yeah, we have some of that, uh, scars, gloves, hats, Carhartt, like heavy coats, you know, in this part of the world, it's all about staying warm from about November to about November. So, <laughs> you know, it's. We get one 100-degree day a year, and the rest of the time, it's, how cold are you? So oh, that's kind of our Christmas present thing. I think this year, though, is going to be the year of the sound bar for uh- televisions. Because I think we're getting four, for four people. So it's one of those, like, I think this will be the year of the sound bar. Last year was the year of technical support.
0: So was it because everyone's staying home and watching more TV? Like they want to have the best possible sound for the next season of the Witcher.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Or uh, I just got my dad into the walking dead. He was, when it first came out, he was working and couldn't watch it. And he lo- we loved, we love zombie movies. Like, so like we'll watch any zombie movie. And I'm like, dad, we've never watched the walking dead. And he goes, I didn't think that was about zombies. I go, well, they're not zombies, they're walkers, but they're zombies. And so we just started him on The Walking Dead, and so I think he's going to really love some of those creepy moments with a nice big subwoofer. It's
2: you know. so
0: weird how much that changed over the seasons, because I can remember that they had just the most brilliant way of at least the first maybe six episodes where the music tones would be calm, everything was chill. And then that's when the bad stuff would happen. And when the scary music was going on, which made you feel super tense, nothing happened. But they <laughs> kind of did away with that. Because they, they I guess they kind of figured out, we figured out that with them. But I think that's the thing that I was like, this is brilliant. I'm terrified all the time because I cannot take cues from the music.
1: <laughs> right? Well, and there's a, there's actually, and I forget the name of it, but I heard a composer talk about it, a guy who did film scores. And he was talking about how your body naturally wants to feel a certain way when certain things are happening and you can do that with music. So if it doesn't match, a lot of people will feel so uncomfortable because it doesn't match. They'll stop watching. So you've got to make it match up. And it's, 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 it's why if you ever watch friends, the music cues are so specific to the scenes. It's like, Though you can tell when you're going to go into a really funny scene because the music you before it is so upbeat, you can't help but feel that way. But when you're going to go into a sad scene, the music scene before it is like in a minor key Is it's getting you ready for the tone of the show. And I think with The Walking Dead being mismatched at the beginning, I loved it because it made me feel more uneasy all the time. And then when it changed, it was like, oh, now I know what's coming
0: Like, now I know when I can just leave the room and get a drink.
1: (laughs) Right. You know, and because that show weaved in and out of the comic so much, I was reading the comic primarily, and it's like, oh, well, if it goes based on the comic, I know what happens next, like, at this point. And then the music would be like, wait a minute, that can't be possible. I got to stay around. So it really worked to keep me into it, you know, at some point.
0: So where are you and your dad in the show?
1: Uh, we watched the first two episodes yesterday.
0: Oh, you're brand new in it.
1: Woo! Well, I watched it when it came out. But right. We've never watched it together. We were watching I Am Legend and we turned it off to start The Walking Dead. That's and cool. I'm like, these are way better zombies anyway. <laughs>
0: so. No lie. We, my husband and I started watching the show together. But since we watch, we only have so many hours in the day we get to watch TV together. And he always needs like a a palate cleanser after we watch anything scary because he can't go to sleep very well if he just watched something really like The Walking Dead. And we just realized that we had a hard time fitting those in. So he just kind of wandered away from watching Walking Dead. He was okay with me watching it, but he was just like, nah, I don't think
2: so. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, it's I'll watch that and then I'll switch into uh, what am I rewatching right now? I'm rewatching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So it's you know, very similar tone sure. of oh, shit.
0: I can understand why you need the sound bar for that one, because there's some good music.
2: Yeah. So.
0: so your, does your family do anything as, like, a, a family tradition?
1: We do the traditional stuff, you know, Christmas Eve church service, which won't happen this year. Um, Christmas Eve with my mom's family, Christmas Day with my dad's family. Then everybody comes to our house for Christmas night. And none of that's going to happen this year, which is great for me <laughs> because I'm usually the guy who's like, hey, I really want to come to Christmas Eve service, but I have to work. You know, I own a retail establishment. And last minute shoppers spend a lot of money or, you know, and then Christmas Day would be like, hey, I'm going to go do a live show. Yep. And they'd be like, but we have people coming over. I'm like, but live show. And so this year it really works out because. I get to do all the Christmas stuff I like via Zoom, so I can be here, you know, at work, or I can be at home, and it doesn't really matter. I still get to see my whole family. Um, the one thing I'm going to miss is my family has this, I think it's probably a hundred years old tradition uh, with a with a pancake recipe. We're not going to get those this year.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, it's this thing my, grand, my great-grandmother taught my grandmother taught my sister um so i don't think that's going to happen this year which will be a real bummer but you know that's those are our we're pretty traditional um the other one is uh eating a lot and then falling asleep (laughs) you know you know i think most people understand have those traditions right
0: like when you're watching something specific are you the do you like go to the couch and put on some sport and go to sleep no
1: no you just eat a lot and then wherever you fall you sleep pretty much you know Everybody's got their spot, but it's, you know, I used to, when I was little, I couldn't understand that we'd eat, we'd eat lunch or whatever. And my dad and my grandfathers would just be in the chair, Mm -hmm. you know, snoring like the freight trains. And I'd be like, why are they asleep? I want to go play. And now I'm, you know, in my mid thirties and I'm like, I wonder if anybody will notice if I go in the bedroom and fall asleep. like, Or if I go, you know, if I'm on the couch passed out. So that's that's the one that I think will stick around is eating too much and falling asleep.
0: Did your dad do the excuse like mine did? My dad would always just say he was just resting his eyes.
1: No, my dad's excuse was I work too much. This is when I get to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, now he's retired and it'll be. Well, we have to sleep when your baby nephew sleeps. Mm, yeah. I, I can't argue with that logic. <laughs> what can you do? You know, that'll be his excuse now but i'll be like but the baby's awake and i want to play with it so
0: do so you have That's... any any really young family members that you're like excited to give them presents
1: so i my sister just had a baby uh let's see what's today uh he is today he is 30 34 days old Aww. um yeah, he was he was supposed to come last weekend, uh, but he was a month early. So uh, we got to see him Thanksgiving, uh, but he'll be it'll be it's his first Christmas, and I'm that uncle who buys inappropriate toys. Um, exactly. I him, well, I bought him dinosaurs. Keep in mind the kid can't hold his head up, but I got him the ones where it's like. You got to put the spines on the T-Rex in order by number. Like <laughs> the spines on the stegosaurus in order by number. He won't be able to play with them for a couple of years yet. But I'm like that's a cute dinosaur, I'm buying it. You know, and like I'm like do you think he could get an R- he could deal with an RC car? Like he you know, he's almost 40 days old. <laughs> you know, like I want him to be into what I'm into or what I you know, the stuff that I like I have two nephews they're my best friend's kids that are older and i get them that's what i get them they're five and well almost six and almost four so i get those them those kind of toys and we have a blast playing with them because uncle kyle's a giant child that's the takeaway here um but i'm excited to get the baby like give the baby a bunch of dinosaurs and like superhero action figures and like things that in no way should an infant have. <laughs> but I have to make sure that this kid turns out nerdy. Cause... Pretty
0: cool like board books for babies you could get. I saw there was an Aquaman like bath book.
2: <laughs>
1: you could yeah, I bought him. So, you know, they do the, the superhero little golden books. hmm uh, well I'm I'm one of those guys who has one of those accounts where I can just order them direct. <laughs> And so he got one of every superhero little golden book, um, which my sister goes, you do realize it'll take like three years to read all of these. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't see the problem, but the box weighed about 47 pounds. When I shipped it to him, it was like uh, the mail, the post office was like, yeah, maybe you should send this UPS. They can deal with the weight better." but it was like, there's a lot of books. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that. You know, it's, we get to make new traditions with this little person, you know, because, you know, for the last 15 years, it's been my sister and I are grown people, you know, and, you know, so all our traditions are sleeping late and, you know, that kind of stuff. And what kind of candy are we getting each other or whatever? And now it's we've got this little person to spend all of our time and energy, make you know, that he'll never remember any of it.
0: I know that he will. Until I'm just excited. That-
1: I got one. I got one present for him that I know I'm gonna get text at 3 a.m. about.
0: Is it annoying? Because like- I got
1: him. Oh yeah, I got oh. him a, a dinosaur mobile that they can put on the crib, and he's you know so it'll spin automatically. It's got a motor, but it plays the Spider Man song. Yeah, you know <laughs> Spider Man, Spider Man. Oh. every like it's it's the different spider-man so it's miles morales and spider hams on there and all the different spider Men spin on this mobile and i know i'm gonna get texted we're feeding this kid and this thing will not shut up
0: brilliant where'd you find that thing
1: uh a friend of mine sent it sent a link to me and i ordered it and it came from china or someplace like i was really worried i was about to get taken but i had to take the chance
0: I mean, that sounds like something that needs to be in the American market for sure.
1: Yeah, no, for sure.
2: It was one of those sketchy links you get on Facebook.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've ordered stuff from those and they've come. It was just fine.
2: Yeah. Mine
0: mine was like a little thing as an attachment for your your vacuum cleaner that just had a bunch of little tubes in it. So you could suck out like your drawers and it wouldn't catch things like pennies or any of those other things, but just the dirt. It actually works. So I was happy. I'm always
1: it. worried that I'm gonna order something and it's gonna come and it's gonna look like something off wish.com.
0: That would be bad. I actually saw yeah. something today that someone ordered a PlayStation 5 and when they got it, it was a a big brick, like a one of those cinder blocks.
1: They uh they do though that was that's an old, old con. Like I remember hearing stories coming up from guys who are like Man, I wanted to buy my first, like, over-the-shoulder boombox. And I met a dude in an alley. And I gave him the money. And he took off. And I opened it. And it was three bricks and a rotted pumpkin. You know? Like, you know, that's an old con. But, I mean, people, you know, people still pull it. And people still fall for it. And, it's you know, it's one of those things. For, for something like that, like a Spider-Man mobile, I'll take a chance. If it's technology or if it's, you know, something like a PS5. Hmm. I don't trust any secondary market. I'm going straight to the GameStop or to the, you know, big box chain store.
0: I would say if you're going to buy anything like that, even if you're going like, to take a chance on, like, the Facebook thing, as long as you're using your Visa card, you have protection. So at least there's that.
2: Well, or
1: open it before you leave. You know, like, I got to check it out. I got to make sure the goods are good. You know, if, if you can do it when you're buying illicit substances, you can do it when you're buying a PlayStation. I got to check and make sure it's real. Yeah, that's true.
0: All right. <laughs> we're going to start talking about uh, movies first. All right. The, the first thing since we were talking about The Walking Dead is that I saw that they have confirmed that they are still on track for releasing that really cool Grit Grimes uh, Walking Dead trilogy.
1: Thoughts? I had, yeah, I had heard that that was coming and I had not seen any mo- news in a really long time. Um, and Andrew Lincoln is so good as Rick Grimes. And I was, I was a little bummed when he left the show. Um, like when, when we found out that he was leaving and we knew the show was going to end because of it, you know, it's like, all right, well, you know, I want to see him in other things. And there just hasn't been anything else really, uh, that I can think of that he's been in since then. So I was like, I was looking forward to seeing him play like a fancy british guy because he's a fancy british guy and he hasn't and it's like when do we get when do we get rick Grimes as sherlock holmes like something like that and we have it so i'm excited to see him on screen again and i like that it's movies and not a tv show
0: yeah i didn't remember that they had said that it was gonna be a trilogy for some reason i just thought it was kind of like you know how they they always say things like six seasons in a movie that's what I thought. What they were going for is like, ah, we're gonna get our movie in, pata.
1: it's going to be the Walking Dead Serenity. Yeah, what is? They could everybody. have called it that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's true. I mean, and the thing about it is, is, there's so much story to be told. You know, they Robert Kirkman gave us some incredibly rich source material, and if you take that source material and you don't modify it at all. You've got an amazing movie. Now you take it and blow it up the way you can blow it up for IMAX or we have Cinemark here. So Cinemark XD, you know, I can't imagine getting to see it someplace like Alamo Draft House, you know, where you've got these massive screens and comfortable chairs and it's just Rick Grimes doing Rick Grimes thing on a big screen. Like I'm, I'm excited because you can expound upon it so much. That it'll really give it a lot, of, a lot of depth and a lot of potential to tell stories that'll really quench the, kind of the, I don't know. I've got the feeling from fans that they wanted more when this series ended, uh, you know, from people I talk to. And I, I, I'm in that boat, too. I would have liked to have gotten more. But they, they ended when they ended. So this is an opportunity to tell more story and to kind of finish that off and give fans kind of the exit they want.
0: I kind of really—I don't know if they would do it as like an offshoot comic book, or if they would do it, be able to do it as kind of another. I think they've got enough TV shows, but I don't know how they could do this. But that interim space between issue 192 and 193, where you can explain how you end up with a zombie zoo—you know, those kinds of things—that's kind of intriguing to me.
1: I want—I want a remake of the movie "We Bought a Zoo," but it's just with zombies. I mean, like I said, it's one of those, is there's so much story to tell. There are big gaps in the original series. There are big gaps in the comic books. You can tell the stories from those gaps. You can tell stories that happen after issue 193. Uh, you know, you can go back and, you know, um, uh, you, can, you can get my friend Jeffrey Dean Morgan back and have him do some stuff. Like, it, it's, it's one of these wild, there's so much you can play with. Especially in a movie format. And if it's a trilogy, that's three movies. And now when people talk about trilogies, you know, it's always Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and uh, 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 now we can include Walking Dead in those conversations, you know? Sure. And it's, what other great horror, because Walking Dead really is a horror, horror genre. Mm-hmm. What other great horror trilogies are there? Gremlins? Leprechaun? It-
0: of the
1: dead Day of the Dead Halloween mm.
0: uh
1: night nightmare on Elm Street kind of you know the 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 freddies the Jasons there's a couple of Chucky movies Tremors if you great. count tremors as a horror movie right <laughs> um but you know it's joining this this long list of great horror trilogies great horror uh, uh properties that were multiple films and so we do what we do a Rick Grimes trilogy. Now they announce a Glenn trilogy, and, f- and people everywhere go nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 can announce, you can do a Negan, you can do Negan movies, you can do the Governor movies, you can do movies with these characters because I mean they didn't really expound on. There are three novels based on just the Governor. Mm-hmm. He wasn't on the show that long. Oh, so, I went
0: of the heads in the aquariums man
1: right that's what i'm saying you could do so much because there's so much woven into that series and there's so much that only gets touched on a little bit and then we've created all of this additional Mm -hmm. additional world additional universe that we don't get to see in the show and you know i think it's a really great you know really great chance speaking of trilogies and movies and i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little hosty thing that because i can't help myself Go. uh one of the new one of the articles you sent me that you want to talk to is dennis villeneuve's dune like well,
0: points for knowing how to
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i well it's it's i i know that i love the director he's a you know he's a great uh, some of the things he's done uh, you know, I've been a big fan of. And just listening to him talk about directing films, uh, he was on an episode of, oh, what do they call it? It's the Hollywood Report, up close with the Hollywood Reporter, talking about his, the way he sees movies and the way he directs movies and the things he learned from Chris Nolan and the things he learned from all these other people. And, it, you know, his Blade Runner is the definitive Blade Runner. And now they're talking about his Dune is the definitive Dune. And I met Kevin J. Anderson, like, a few years ago at a convention. And that dude's like, they can never make a movie to do Dune justice. Well, now you got the guy who can do it, you know. And so I think, you know, I think this is a great opportunity, you know, just to take a property that for so many of us, like, what was, do you remember your first Dune encounter?
0: I do remember watching it on the big screen, and I remember being weirdly attracted to Fade, mm-hmm. which is bizarre, and so repulsed by the whole Baron thing that I could barely even look at the screen. And that's what they wanted you to be. I mean, that was clearly right. you and being terrified of the Gomju Bar.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, I was, I was in high school before I had seen Dude,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, because it came out, I'm, I'm young. You know, uh, compared to some. But Dune had been out for a long time by the time I saw it. And I remember, I mean, 1984, something like that. I wasn't even born for four more years. So it's like it had been a while. And then when my friends and I, were, we finally were able to, you know, we just started doing these nerdy movie marathons. We'd go to my buddy's house and we'd all set up in his basement. And it'd just be nerdy movie after nerdy movie. Like, we would, we would take a whole weekend and we'd do all the Tremors. You know, like, just in a row. Or we would do all the, all the Star Wars in a row. Or we would do everything ever directed by, you know, Stanley Kubrick. And that's how we would do it. But when we got Dune, I remember going, oh, this is the sci-fi I like.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you watch the expanded one first? Or did you watch the theatrical... Like
1: it would have been the theatrical one okay. because we probably, we probably couldn't find the expanded at our local blockbuster. If I could, you know, if I'm imagining correctly, it might've been, I don't remember to be real honest, but I just remember going, Oh, this is the sci-fi I like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then from there having this whole world of this fantasy kind of dystopian space, epic kind of thing that really sort of spoke to me.
0: Yeah, I think you would remember if you started with The Expanded, because it might have broken you. It's like four and a half, five hours, something like that.
1: Oh, that wouldn't have, that wouldn't, I wouldn't have noticed. I mean, (laughs) we did, we did a weekend where we did the Criterion Collection, and every one of those movies is like eight and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I'm looking at the list of the cast for this new one, and it's Timothy Chalamet, who has been on fire recently. Yep. You know, Oscar Isaac, who can do no wrong, Zendaya just got nominated for all kinds of awards. And the, the maybe maybe the actor I like the least out of all of it is one of my favorite actors in Jason Momoa. <laughs> like, really? Aquaman is going to be in Dune? <laughs> if there's not an Aquaman joke, they missed a, a huge opportunity.
0: Oh, I hope they keep it straight.
1: (laughs) Well, I just, you know, just him making fun of, you know, man, wouldn't it be great if we could live underwater? Or just a little joke like that, you know?
0: I'm hoping for some really boss cosplay from Dune. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: and like I said, it's, you know, they're calling it the definitive adaptation which is saying something because, you know, it's, it's David Lynch did the first take. Like, how often do you go back and say David Lynch didn't do a good enough job?
0: Such a good movie. I, I watch it quite often and think to myself, this stands up every bit. I mean, there are some special effects that, are, that just need a little bit of tweaking, but it stands up really well.
2: Well, and
1: this is, this is the other kind of, you know, one of the other pieces of big news was there was a big expose today on uh, the way AT&T is treating what used to be Turner Media, mm-hmm. um, feeding HBO. And this movie is going straight to theaters and HBO Max, like, at the same time. Yeah. So, it's, it's this is part of that, which I don't necessarily have a problem with AT&T doing what they're going to do. But I like the fact that I will get to watch this movie opening weekend Mm-hmm. Even if I can't go to a movie theater, because yep. Ohio is still a scary, scary COVID place,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, I will get to watch this movie when it debuts. And that's that's going to be great. I mean, I've been frustrated by people in other places getting movies released in cinemas. And we're like, well, we might get it on HBO at Christmas. You know, this, at least we know that's what they're doing, and we can get excited for it.
0: I mean, I would fully step up to the 149 price point to rent my own movie theater to watch that in the movie theater by myself if I had to. They're not
1: even doing that here anymore.
0: <laughs> no, we just did it this weekend. We nah. uh, Batman uh, returns as a as a, my staff for their Christmas party because there was no real way to have a Christmas party.
2: So right.
1: No, I mean, it's, I mean, and that's a good way to do it. I, I thought about doing that for Wonder Woman. Uh, and I called this theater and was like, hey, what's it going to cost me to rent out a theater for Wonder Woman? And they're like, um, we're not allowed to do that anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. But I could do it you for these non- movies, movies, but. Well, I mean, I was, I was, you know, whatever. It's, can we watch the old Wonder Woman? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just do something. Sure. But no, around here they're 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 doing things differently. And I think it's just because Ohio is still the numbers are still Yeah climbing. They're just going, you know what? we're just gonna take a break from everything again. So you know I think uh I think the more movies that go this way where it's you can go see it in a movie theater because by October of next year, I think we'll probably I'll probably be able to go to a movie theater again. <laughs> but I don't have to. Yep. <laughs> I've always I thought, see the movie theater instead of paying fifteen dollars to see it every time in the first see it four or five times in the first weekend with all my groups of friends, hey, why don't you just come over and we'll watch it on HBO? I already paid to see it in the movie theater twice. You know.
0: I often said when I had the boys were really little, it was so hard to find babysitters and or you know, believe that they were gonna sleep through the movie if they were an infant. That I just thought there has got to be a way for them to have like have me sign something so that I can watch this at the house in the comfort on my couch, so I could still you know like put the baby to bed right next to me. It's like, can we just like have a mommy theater where it's at my house? You just stream it to me. This was back before streaming existed, by the way. Right. And I'm like, this is finally, mommies get to watch movies as first run things. I think. Right.
1: I when we went, I I had major problems with Black Panther the movie. Not because I didn't like the movie, but because I was, at the time, I had just had surgery on my foot. So I was having to sit in a handicapped spot. And immediately next to me was an infant in a stroller at a 10.30 showing of Black Panther. And the infant was not having it. (laughs) I want to go home. So I missed huge plot points in that movie the first time through. Because, like, I'm like... Really, you're going to let this baby cry through this serious scene in this movie? <laughs> and it was, you know, it was, it was what it was. And then I had to watch the movie again. And I, I think you're right. Or I think, you know what? B- million dollar idea. Whoever's out there watching this show, you can have this idea. I don't want anything for it. Daycare in movie theaters. Trained childcare uh, professionals in movie
2: theaters.
0: Uh-huh. I like that. With, like, Somebody the do it. Windows, the whole thing, whole side has got big glass windows. And then mm-hmm. they have like logins. So you can just like look at it on your phone while you're in the movie theater. Like to put d- it in the cinema,
1: put it in the app. You know, every movie theater's got their own app. Yeah. Put it in your app. And you know, you get a little buzz if your child is being unruly. Yeah. You
0: know? We're just like, we can't, we can't fix what's going ill, what's ill with your child. Come, come out of the theater, please.
1: Right. Your kid has severed their head. Come get
2: them. There's bigger problems then. Right.
1: Okay. Uh. There was there was other there was other casting news and there, did you? I this was one this is when you sent me and I'm so excited. Uh huh. So, another Robert Kirkman joint.
0: Oh yeah, I know where we're going.
1: And, and it's, and it's Cottonmouth from Luke Cage in Invincible.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. I love that I, actor.
1: Right. You know, and, and I mean, I remember seeing that dude on The Wire and then he was on Community. Yep. And that was like, that was like, oh, this dude could play funny. And now he's, then he's Cottonmouth and Luke Cage, which I thought was maybe the best role for him. And now he's coming into Invincible. And there wasn't a ton to draw me to Invincible before.
2: But now there is. You okay. know.
0: This is what you needed? I was excited for
2: this Ezra This is Miller.
1: what I needed. Because I thought, I, you know, I didn't know who the bad guy was going to be in an Invincible movie. Who do you make the villain? You know, you've announced all these great actors you know, my friend Steven Young, like, you've got J.K. Simmons, who's an Ohio guy. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Mark, Mark Hamill, you know, Luke Skywalker and the Joker are going to be in it. John Hamm, you know, and now you've got, you've got, uh, I can never say this, Mershala Ali. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. You know, who played, who played uh, Cottonmouth and Luke Cage, and you're adding Ezra Miller. But, like, I didn't know who the bad guy was going to be, and so if, 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 if Marshal Ali is going to play Titan, now you've got a bad guy that interests me. I never really liked the the family in Invincible. Like, they never interested me. I liked the villains. (laughs) And it was like, okay, now how do they interact? You know, how does the villain play against his family? And it's like, now you've got a villain that I really like coming against this thing, and you're going to put it, you know, and it's it's
2: Amazon Prime, right? So it's going to be done in a way that is, you know, <sighs> <coughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> you know, perfect. They did the
1: boys, and now you know they got. I forgot that Jonathan Groff, who, you know, I, you know, people know him from Mindhunter. I know him as King George from Hamilton. But, you know, I mean, he's going to play Rick Sheridan, which is interesting to me. Uh, you know, Jeffrey Donovan from Burn Notice and a bunch of other things. He always plays Spies, but he's going to play Machine Head. You know, I, I think those are phenomenal castings. And so now I'm now I'm really interested, you know. I think if a lot they of, can make it like they made the boys, yes. There's no stopping this thing.
0: I think it's, I think this might, you know, how sometimes there's uh, movie or TV releases that are based on comic books that sometimes they draw people for the source material, and sometimes they do not. So like Umbrella Academy drew people the source material like crazy. Captain Marvel, I didn't see that happening. Black Panther, source material, <laughs> lock and key source material, but there's just some that people are like, eh. I don't know why that right. is. I, not the key to that either.
1: I think I think part of it is Black Panther. Uh, you know, I didn't see it for the I didn't see it as much until uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away. people going nuts for the source material i saw some don't get me wrong i saw i saw some and i saw a lot of a lot of people from traditionally underserved comic communities
2: Mm -hmm. um
1: one of the things that my store has always done is we've always had a place for black indie comics so my store has always had you know traditionally underserved comic community members coming into my store um you know guys who are coming in looking for Tanahasi nehisi stuff before he started Black Panther you know uh they wanted his regular novels and people who come in and I've got friends who you know I was carrying uh David Crownson's and Team and Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer long before that book really took off yeah. because I knew the guy who was publishing it online and was able to get the books uh from Peep Game Comics so I saw some of that when it happened because there were people who were already coming to my store looking for these other things going, hey, you got any old Black Panther? Yeah, over there. You know, it was that kind of thing. But then when Chad Boseman passed away, I saw a lot more people rushing towards it. But I think it's because that stuff has been so readily available for so long. The Boys underperformed as a comic book when it first came out. Yeah. You know, lock and Key people didn't realize who joe hill was at the time you know they didn't realize what joe hill was at the time you know that he was this guy who was going to freak you out to the tune of something way creepier than anything his dad ever wrote you know it's they didn't realize what they were getting their hands on um and i think watchman was huge during its time and then it had this big falling off and then this new series came out and it picked back up i think it's the readily available, the, the amount of the source material that's readily available versus how long it's been available. So invincible, finding an invincible number one these days is like finding a needle in a haystack. I think you bought the only one I ever had.
0: <laughs> Up, I was like, Oh my gosh, no one has claimed oh. it.
1: Right. That's exactly it. Is it's, it's and it's one of those things is I'm trying to sell it because I want it to be out there for somebody to have the source material, you know? And it's there, it's like hens teeth with invincible stuff until so you get to the later parts of the series when people realize, oh, this is gonna be something because everything Robert Kirkman is gonna be something. Mm-hmm. And so you're gonna see those early issues, people are gonna clamor for in those later issues, they're not until all of a sudden they realize, oh. These later issues are where the meat and potatoes are. Yep. This is where these characters I like from the show are. Huh? So I think it's going to be interesting to watch, especially with Invincible, because it just ended. You know, it's been, what, two years since it ended? Maybe less than that? I remember when it ended reading it going, huh, well, let's start the timer. See when this is a movie. You know? Yeah. And so I, because it's so recent, I think you're going to see something
2: very interesting with Invincible. Uh, you know, and I think had with Lock and Key,
1: this was the thing that was interesting to me about Lock and Key, is that what went nuts around here was the trade paperback market. Right. Nobody cared about the single issues. Everybody wanted the trades. Everybody wanted to re- binge the story like they binged the show. That's true, and that's an interesting thing to be paying attention to. Is do people want with with the shows as opposed to the movies? They want to. They're going to want to consume the comics the way they consume the show, which is, I sat and watched them all in one day. I want to read all the comics in one sitting. So, you know, I I was always a big proponent of people coming and say, I like the Walking Dead show. Here, here's the omnibus. I know it's a little expensive, but you're going to get a giant slab of this in one take, and you can binge it like you can the show once the season comes out. You know, you got to wait every week for the show as it's coming out, but once it hits Netflix or whatever, when a lot of people were watching it, they were flying through it like that. Here's a slab of the show. So I think that'll be interesting to watch as well.
0: I can remember when Umbrella Academy came out, I was on vacation in Hawaii and I was trying to source volume one trade paperbacks, which were impossible. And I called every single distribution center that I could. It was, you know, call it PRH. And it was like, please tell me you have some. And I can remember I got off the phone and I had secured a quantity of books and I was so happy about it. And then like, think, Six hours later, they called me and said, "Sorry, we thought we had those quantities, and we don't have them at all." So it was like went from like this. Woo! I win. Boo! Uh, I lose.
1: Right. Right. I mean, and it's like I was today trying to find some action figures, and it's it's very much similar. You know, it's when when one of these things pops off, you know, your retailer friends are running around like chickens with their heads cut off, trying to find them so you can have them. Like. I'm not looking to make it. I'm not looking to charge any more than cover price on these books or on these action figures any more than MSRP on these action figures. I just want them so that I can get them to the people who want them. And it's like I never realized how hard it would be to find Transformers. They made so many of them; like, they're out there, but no distributor has them. Nope. It's just like you know. So. I think it's I think it's going to be interesting to watch. Like if I was if I was a betting man, I'd be stocking up on invincible trades right now. I'd be stocking up cuz they did big omnibuses buses of that too. Yes. Um and I would be I would be really interested to see what happens whether people want the trades or the singles for that story.
0: I think you're right. I like your theory that they're going to go for the big fat book so they can binge it.
1: I think that's going to be the new thing is binge reading. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got binge watching and binge drinking. Let's get binge reading, you know,
2: bring it back to nerds, man. (laughs) We've been binge reading our whole lives. (laughs) All right.
0: I think the last, well, actually there's two, two more movie related news. This is crazy. There's a lot of movie related news.
1: There is a ton of movie related news.
0: I think for Suicide Squad, I think we're, we're going to finally see more characters in any given film that car- people have never heard of nor cared about, except for a very small amount of people. In any given movie, this is going to be the one, right? Because we have you know, like characters like the Peacemaker. I'm not saying no one cares about the Peacemaker. I'm just saying that the general public, nobody knows who that is and no one knows who Bloodsport is, but everyone knows who John Cena is. Everyone knows who Idris Elba is. <laughs>
1: All right, but we have to be careful. If we say that person's name too many times, he will show up. Uh, John Cena is the new Bloody Mary. Just throwing <laughs> that out there.
2: Don't kids, don't look in the mirror and say John Cena three times. Is he like? Otherwise, the- he'll show up. <laughs> and, and you know, it's funny. You sent me this story. And the
1: headline is, John Cena calls the movie graphic. And I'm like, has anybody watched this man's wrestling career? Like, you want to talk about graphic. Mm -hmm. I saw that man's underwear more times than I care to count. Like, I mean, let's be real, but you're right. I mean, it's, so Suicide Squad has been this niche for people for so long. And people who love Suicide Squad love Suicide Squad. They do. Like and and it's and I think it goes back to Grant Morrison and you know that kind of mentality, like the Grant Morrison type characters, they and, and the reason I, I relate it to that, even though I know he has very little or nothing to do with Suicide Squad, is that it's the same type of people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The people who can quote every issue of Doom Patrol to you are the people who are going, Oh my god, blood sports in a movie. You know? They're the same dudes. They're the same people. I've got a friend who, when this story hit, texted me like at eight eight AM this morning, going, "Oh my god!" You know, <laughs> like. So it's it's it's. I think what you're gonna see is you're gonna see this is gonna be the most niche comic book movie ever. Yep. And it's going to be um. It's gonna be the Dune of comic book movies where it's. The people who love it, love it. And the people who don't love it are like, what? It ex- what? There was, a suicide, there was a second Suicide Squad movie? Did it have the weird Jared Leto Joker in it? And you'd be like, nah, it had John Cena. And they'll be like, I, I don't, I don't, I, what? <laughs> they'll be broken. You know, it's, I mean, and it's John Cena is the peacemaker. Like, they didn't yeah. even have to get the dude a muscle
2: suit. no. Nope. <laughs> They just let him be himself, you know. I, I don't know. I,
1: I preferred the old school Suicide Squad, to be real honest. You know the original lineup,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know with Deadshot and those guys.
2: I did not care for the first movie, but I'm one of those guys. I don't
1: like any comic book movie. Because I always find that thing to make a part about it. Yeah. I love them all, but I don't like any. <laughs> so
0: funny. Suicide Squad is my guilty pleasure. Like, I sit in the whole movie and think to myself, this is the most stupid plot in the universe. It really is Finding Amanda Waller, is the name of the, the, the movie. But you get to the end credits, and that Heathen song comes on, and you're like, this was the best movie ever. <laughs>
1: Right, right. It's, it's true. I mean, and I think that's the power of a song by an amazing band. But, you know, it's, it's true. It's One of my favorite plays is uh, Waiting for Godot. And it's, that's what I felt like that movie was, is you wait the whole movie for the payoff at the end. You know, it's, it's the same with Solo. Uh, you wait the whole movie for the payoff at the end. And you're like, really? I sat through two hours of that for that? All right, worth it. <laughs> you know? But I think the fact that we're going with characters people aren't going to know,
2: mm-hmm. we're
1: going a whole new direction, you know, and it's, and it's James Gunn. I'm willing to trust James Gunn yeah. a lot further than I'm willing to trust a lot of directors these days. So the fact that John Cena standing in front of a blue screen with what looks like a hubcap wrapped around his face. I'm willing to trust it, you know. I mean, the the Idris Elba pictures is Bloodsport. I've never liked, I've never cared for Bloodsport, but I'm in. Heimdall is Bloodsport, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know that I'll see this movie in theaters if it comes out in theaters, but I will certainly not uh, write this one off nearly as fast as I wrote off the last one yeah just promise me promise me promise me we're not gonna have soundcloud rapper jake gyllenhaal in it
0: i'm not gonna promise you anything
1: i <laughs> know uh, i'm asking the internet to make that promise like just promise me that you know face tattoo jake gyllenhaal's joker is not in this movie and
2: i'm good
0: so the the critics have spoken. That the, everyone that's pre-watched Wonder Woman 1984, the calls it a beacon of hope. They they liked it. So I don't know what to think about that because oftentimes when uh, the critics like something, I dislike it, and vice versa.
1: Beacon of hope for what?
0: I don't know. Like maybe it's a positive message movie that people they feel like everyone needs when everyone's kind of sad.
1: Okay, I can get you. I can get behind that. Um. So this is my this is my Wonder Woman dilemma, and I'm pulling it up on my phone. So I'm looking away from my camera, which is super unprofessional. I get it, but <laughs> there's a great book out there. Um, if you ever get a chance to read it, and you have like ten and a half hours to kill, um, the Secret History of Wonder Woman by Jill Lepore. She's a historian and a writer at the New Yorker. Uh, she's great. She has an awesome podcast as well, so you check that out. But <laughs> she wrote this history of the Wonder Woman and she actually got to interview William Moulton Marston's family. And they oh. don't do interviews about Wonder Woman. They just don't. Um, so it was really interesting to hear her take on Wonder Woman. And I listened to it coming up to the original release date for this movie. And so my 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 prayer for this movie, one, is that it does give us this kind of all right, 2020 has been really crappy. This is the greatest Christmas present we could ever get, which is this amazing Wonder Woman. And it's got Kristen Wiig, who maybe isn't my favorite female snl ever, but she's certainly in the top two. Um, you know, as as Cheetah, who is my favorite
2: Wonder Woman villain. You know... And you've got... Isn't the Mandalorian playing,
1: um, Pedro Pascal, that's his name. Isn't he playing, uh, who is he in this movie? He's somebody.
0: I actually don't know.
2: Hold on. I can Google. IMDb's! Anyhow, uh, yeah, I think Pedro Pascal, the,
1: the, the, yeah, um... Uh it's gonna it's gonna take a second for it to load. Yeah, he's playing Maxwell Lord, who oh. I I think they should have got him. I think they should have got the guy from the Supergirl TV show because I thought he was a great Maxwell Lord. Mm-hmm. But doesn't matter. He couldn't have been Maxwell Lord in 1984 and in Supergirl TV show in present day. I get it. Time time is a
2: thing, but
0: um, <laughs> Is Maxwell's power like mind manipulation? Is that right?
2: Uh
0: I'm not familiar with the character. I don't remember
1: his powers anymore. I mean, he's super smart. Mm -hmm. He's like a Lex Luthor type genius. Uh, But the thing about it is is they've got the lineup in this movie to really blow you away. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Powers and abilities. Uh, Maxwell Lord. In his original depictions, Maxwell Lord has no abilities. But later becomes a metahuman as a result of Dominator's invasion of Earth. Lord's powers allow him to telepathically influence people's minds, yeah. typically in the form of pushing subconscious suggestions to others. Uh, but, but when the character was resurrected to following Blackest Night, um,
2: he, he could erase people's memories. Oh, dude. Uh. Whoa. He could control OMAC with his mind. No way.
0: That's way too powerful.
1: <laughs> That's broke, okay?
0: That's really broke. Don't make a figure
1: out that Justice League Generation Lost features the most broke Maxwell Lord ever. Yeah.
0: I hope we don't have him in the movie, because then for sure he'd be super difficult
1: to defeat. Right. And at one point at one point, he uses his mind to control Killer Frost as well. Uh, I'm just scanning now. But... um. No, I, I think you've got this amazing lineup. Pedro Pascal, Galgado, Connie Nielsen as Apollota is back. Robin Wright is uh, back. I don't understand how Steve Trevor fits in, but I'm willing to let him mess that one up once. Uh, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah is the thing that excites me most. Because two things, right? Kristen Wiig is hysterical. She's one of the funniest women on the planet. She's one of the... You know what? I'm going to retract that statement and say she's one of the funniest people on the planet. Uh Like, like, I think she's one of the funniest people on the planet. But Cheetah is kind of a serious character. And we've not seen her play serious. This is is for her, like, when uh, uh, Steve Carell did that wrestling movie when he was also playing Michael Scott in The Office... And it's like you know, he was the wrestling coach. Yeah. Like, I think you—you, you, this is her. This is her Oscar movie, <laughs> when Robin Williams would grow a beard and win an Oscar. Uh, <laughs> so I'm excited to see it. They've got this lineup that really gives this movie a lot of power.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And now you've got this other kind of opportunity to really introduce people to this other part of Wonder Woman that isn't. I thought the first movie was a little bit Wonder Woman doesn't understand the world but she's so enamored with steve trevor that she's willing to make a take a chance on it now you've got this kind of jaded wonder woman in the 80s because that happened so long ago
0: Uh
1: it gives you a chance to get back to what wonder Woman really was because we had that period in wonder woman comics right i mean you see it all the time where it starts off in in the silver in the golden age and in the early silver age where wonder woman is this Powerful thing, and that lasso of truth is this big, bold weapon that just destroys. And then you get to this point where Wonder Woman is June Cleaver, where she's hanging out at home while Steve Trevor goes off to work, and she's taking care of their metahuman children, or their their demigod children. Yeah, you know. Then then you get through that run, and you get into the. The mid seventies, and it really just blows up, and all of a sudden Wonder Woman is back, you know, and she's back, and she's you know the lasso of truth is a thing again. So I think this is an opportunity to kind of go, hey, here's old Wonder Woman. You know, there's this period where some weirdness happened, and now she's back in the eighties. So, like I said, you've got a cast that can really, really demolish here, and You know, I think it's got a
0: really good chance. Oh, yeah. All right. So we have just a few minutes, and I definitely wanted to touch on comic books, even though most of what we were talking about today was a mixture of comics, TV, and movies. So that worked really well. But let's talk about what's coming out this week. Uh, I have the list in front of me. Uh, The thing I'm probably the most excited about for this week is crossover number two, Donny Cates, taking everything, everything we love about comic books and putting it all together. Did you read It's issue- true. Hmm? Did you get to read issue number one?
1: I haven't yet.
0: Oh, your mind is going to explode.
1: I, uh, I'm so Bye. far behind. I've been, moving, I've been moving into a new space and I'm way behind on my reading. Um, I just read Last Ronin number one two weeks ago, like a week ago
0: yeah second print comes out uh tomorrow also
1: right and it's like last ronan was a book i waited for for i don't know 20 years (laughs) you know i didn't know i was waiting for it but i was waiting for it because i'm a turtle's nut um so i'm way behind but it donnie donnie said something you know and i was i was privy to it i think you were too Mm
2: -hmm. where
1: he talked about he went to everybody he's ever worked with and said Can I use the things I made? And they were all like, yeah, why not? And now, so you've got this story from Image that is Donnie taking everything he's ever made, throwing it into a blender, and then throwing the blender against the wall and seeing what sticks. And that's a great, great, great uh, uh, way. (laughs) I I can't believe I couldn't think of the way. The word way. It's so Right. It's a great way to create something that you're, you've never seen before and you'll never see again.
0: I agree. He's been, he's been was on today chatting about uh, issue three already and getting everyone hyped about issue three. So I, of course, up, uh, also out uh, Homesick Pilots, which I believe that's Vault. If I was going to make a good guess at it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's way cool. Uh, I don't know much
1: about that one. Uh, I, I, I missed a missed solicitation on that one.
0: King of Black has the Namor tie in.
1: That's a character we don't see enough, and I'm excited that those guys get a shot at him.
0: Well, I mean, they had in a Captain Marvel, I can't remember what, number 18 or something, they introduced his son, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um And... Other than that, there's just a lot of follow-up books which are great. Star Wars Nine, Strange Academy Six, which I heard buzz about, so we'll see if that buzz is right. Sword number one, which is the new book that came out of the Ten of Swords, which mm-hmm. is a bit of Marbles books. Yeah, there's just a lot of really good. Oh, and Vampirilla Dark Powers. Ooh.
2: Mm-hmm. Dark Powers.
0: A lot. So there's a lot of good stuff to that's coming out this week.
1: Right. I mean, some of the comic book news that I saw this week, uh, Rob Liefeld, you know, is saying that he wants to do a 30th anniversary special of Deadpool. You know, and I'm all for letting Rob take a pass at Deadpool. Uh, You know, it's been a while since he really did a whole thing. So I'm all about letting Rob take a pass at Deadpool. And and I don't really want to talk about it too heavily because it's not coming out uh, from a... It's not coming, you can't get it in traditional comic book stores, at least at first, um, but uh, jo- Jock posted on Twitter uh, a character reveal for his new book that's coming out. It's a Comicsology exclusive. That was really cool. So Cool. There's so much new.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, but we ran out of time. That's crazy. We could talk for hours. Well,
1: it's true. You and I get on, you know, we'll, we'll be on a call, and it's just we're over here having a conversation. Everybody else is over there working.
2: Mm-hmm. So.
1: That's how these things go.
2: Yep. So. Should I, uh, is this, yeah, is this when I do the thing?
0: Yeah, read us out.
2: Thank
1: you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventures Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out our, check out other shows on Woodlands Online, like The Best You, like The Best You, yep. comma, I knew I was going to mess it up. Check out other shows on Woodlands Online like The Best You, Woodlands House and Home, Cooking Off the Cuff with Chef Wayne, The Adventure Begins Show, and Texas Storytellers, just to name a few. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KVQT HD21, over the air on your TV. All these shows and more on Roku right now. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to our podcast show, on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Do you want me to do it all over again in radio Nature no,
0: voice? that was great.
1: Because <laughs> I slipped into it there at the end.
0: <laughs> um, Kyle, thank you so much for being willing to come on and uh, hang out with me and talk about nerdy news because
1: it's awesome. kind
0: of the right points of my week.
1: Yeah, no, I, I like, you know, I'm always down to talk about nerdy news. I'm, oh, like, and I can ramble on it too. Like, I can really put some time in if we really, if we wanted to do a marathon, we could do it. But it's always, it's always good to hang out with you, Jen. It's great to see everybody uh, from Kingdom of Geekdom and uh, Woodlands Online. You know, this is my second or third appearance on this, you know, on this platform. We did CadetsCon here, and it's always great to see everybody and say hey from cold Ohio. So thanks for having me.
2: All right, everybody. See you later. Peace out. Hi, the internet let I...